Hello, and welcome to Talk Social to Me. I'm your host, Mackenzie. And this week, Ben and I are talking all about the latest and greatest when it comes to social media news. We talk about TikTok, we talk about Blue Sky, we talk about whatever the heck Meta's doing this week. And you know what? I hope you enjoy it. So let's just jump right on into it. I am joined by lovely, lovely Ben. How are you doing? I'm good. A little tired today. So as I was telling you before, if I'm a little low energy, we all know why. So just letting people know that up top. We'll bring the energy. Don't worry, guys. We got this. <laughs> we will. We will. I promise. I'll just, you know, I'll have to get like a fourth coffee injected into my veins today. Sounds healthy. So we're just going to do a nice, quick and easy one today. Basically, there is quite a few pieces of social media news and gossip that we want to bring you all today. And I wanted to get Ben's opinion on one particular piece of content. So I'm very excited about this episode. Me too. But before we dive into it, Ben, do you have a flex tip? Mm. Mm. Flex tip. I, I was worried for a second that you weren't going to hit the soundtrack. So oh, I'm don't you worry. <laughs> it's here today. I'm grateful that came through. But <laughs> my tip is to connect with other creators because I think a lot of people who whether you be creating content for your business or you're a true creator, and I'm saying that in air quotes, it is so valuable to be connected with other people that are aligned with the same vision. And Mr. Beast always talks about how most of his success can be attributed to connecting with five other people that were equally as obsessed with him about YouTube and then learning from each of their failures so that they could compound their growth and their learning so much faster. And I think that you should absolutely be doing that for yourself. And I think the best platform to find those people is Twitter. Twitter is like the creator's platform. There's very, it's, it's not great for building an audience because there's a lot less consumers, but in terms of connecting mm -hmm. with other creators, it is so good. And people, even with huge audiences, will still interact and respond with you if you leave genuine replies to their stuff. So I think it's a phenomenal place to meet people. I've met people that I probably couldn't have paid for their time, but I was able to become friends with them because of Twitter. And so like that's, that's, that's the true power of it there. So I think build your network and Twitter's a great place to start. Do you think that Twitter is still one of the best platforms to be on right now, especially with everything that's been happening with Elon and just Twitter in general with the blue check marks going away and then coming back? And then now there's a new app on the horizon. Yeah. So, and even, I'm sure we'll touch on this too, but even Instagram's trying to make like a Twitter clone now too. But I think it's only going to get better because I think there will be a lot more consumers coming to the platform with these changes. Because if you look a lot of, at a lot of these changes, who does it really impact? It's usually like the people who are already famous, right? Where, so it's like, that's why they're frustrated by not having the, the check mark and whatnot. But if you're a, a smaller creator, I think it's only going to get better to build a uh, an audience on. And I think that the connection piece is, is still there and will only continue to be there. Plus, with their more focus of video coming, like uh, one creator just got fully demonetized from YouTube and he announced that he's moving his entire show to Twitter, which is pretty crazy to think that this may become wow. more of a video platform as well. So yeah, I think it's a great time to get on Twitter. That's incredible. I didn't even think about the video aspect of it where YouTubers might be jumping, not abandoning ship because we're never going to abandon YouTube, but it is really fascinating to hear that there's people taking a new approach to their content. Well, it's because YouTube's also very broad with who they demonetize and, and ban. And they purposely wrote their language in a very broad way so that okay. they, can, they can selectively choose. Like, you are violating it. It's like, okay, well, what does violating it mean? And they're just like, you're violating it. It's like, well, what does that even mean? And so <laughs> this one guy in particular, like he does, t he talks about uh, a lot more right-wing stuff. And they demonetized his channel that was bringing in over $100,000 per month in ad revenue. 
So it's like, oh, wow. we're talking millions of dollars here that they just turned off with no real explanation. And that's why he's going over to yeah. Twitter. That's fascinating. Speaking of Twitter, and I know you kind of briefly mentioned it as well with the Instagram thing, but Blue Sky mm-hmm. is officially on. And I don't know if your timeline is like this, but my Twitter feed is just people desperately see- searching for invite codes to get into Blue Sky. Yeah, I've seen that a bunch too. I, I haven't asked for one because I, I don't really care that much. Are you in there yet? You are, right? No. So I applied to have one as soon as they launched. So as soon okay. as they announced it, like months and months ago, obviously I'm not sure how they're giving away users or like platform invites and things like that. I'm not sure who they're choosing, like why they're picking and choosing certain people. Mm. But from what I can see, people are loving it. And they said that it feels like how Twitter was at the very start where you can, cause there's such a small amount of people on the app currently. Mm. So everybody is just tweeting any thought that randomly pops into their head. And I'm like, this is the chaos energy that we need again. This is what was made Twitter so great at the beginning is that nobody really was like, thinking too hard about what they were saying and that you would just like tweet and it felt like a daily journal. And now it's just like, we're so, I don't know. We're just like so worried about every little thing that we're going to say. And so they said, it feels like the old Twitter. It's giving me big time clubhouse vibes though, because it's like, are people just Super oh, excited because okay. they're in there and people aren't. Do you know what I'm saying? Because like, I feel like that's a huge reason why mm-hmm. people were so like, they love to brag with the fact that they were in and people weren't. Yeah. And so again, I always worry about the long-term sustainability of these things because if the problem is just that there's not the mass numbers of people on there, the business can't really function unless there's mass numbers of people on there. So it's an inevitable problem if that's the true problem. They're definitely going, it's still in beta mode. So they're still tweaking and testing new things. And I think what a lot of people are enjoying is the fact that anything that they're suggesting, developers are on the platform as well. And they're like, good suggestion. Like, we'll make sure that we start looking into something like this. So it feels like an app that people are also developing together. Mm -hmm. And I'm really interested to see how people are going to enjoy this once it gets officially launched and it's decentralized and they can make the algorithm exactly how they want it to be. Because that's the whole thing people keep always talking about is that they want to be able to understand the algorithm. They want to know how the algorithm can work for them. Well, with this new platform, the algorithm is completely up to you and how you decide to make it. Mm. So are people going to enjoy that or are they going to want to go back to a time when algorithms were chosen for them. Yeah. Well, it's a lot like the whole Instagram thing too, where everyone was begging for everything to just to be in chronological <laughs> and just show them their friends. And then five minutes in, they're like, this is really boring. <laughs> so yep. it'll be interesting to see. I think I mean, it's good to have options. I think that's always a good thing. So I'm curious to get in there and see what all the fuss is about. Just from how you're describing it, it sounds like very early days clubhouse where everyone thought it was the absolute the coolest thing place ever. to be and look at yep. it now it's it's nowhere near what it was obviously and that was v- very predictable for anyone who could step back from the hype a little bit but who knows maybe this will this will change things because i'll never say never with new apps because look at tiktok right like i was pretty convinced yep. that it was gonna be nearly impossible for a new player to come in and, and out instagram or or even compete with youtube and they did that and then some so there is always opportunity to innovate yeah absolutely 
it'll be interesting, especially since right now we're in the this height of people not wanting to be on Twitter because of Elon Musk. And so they're being very loud and boisterous about leaving the platform. So I feel like that's been like a big surge of people wanting to switch to Blue Sky. Mm. But apparently it looks exactly like Twitter. It People are calling the posts that you post on Blue Sky skeets instead of tweets. Skeets. That's a horrible <laughs> yeah. name. So, and like Jack Dorsey is just like, please don't call it that. Like, that's not what this is, but I get where you're coming from, but it's also not that. So yeah, it'll be interesting, interesting to see how this plays out. I hope to get in there soon. When you get in there, definitely we'll have to do an episode on it. What it's like in there. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And then for those of you who don't know, Instagram is also launching their very own text-only based app. Right now, they might change the name of it. Who knows? But right now, it's still called Barcelona. And apparently, it will link to Instagram. So you can get prompts on Barcelona that you can then push to your Instagram stories. Mm. And I really don't know how this is going to work. I know it's going to... I feel like it's going to be very similar to Notes. I feel like it's going to be very similar to Twitter, Blue Sky, all these things. As somebody who loves text-based things, I'm excited to look for, like, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. But I feel like right now, since Twitter is kind of like in this awkward position at the moment, it feels like all of these other apps are trying to jump on the text-based only app. Mm -hmm. And we just need one, guys. We just need one. Well, have you been using that other app that was like the TikTok for text? What was that one called again? Was it? Was it Artifact? Oh, Artifact? Yeah. Have you still been using yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And basically, it's just so I can get news each day. It okay. curates a list of news articles and just pushes them all in there. And then I can read comments from other people. So I still use it. I really enjoy it just because I like having a bunch of different news in one platform. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not like tweeting or anything. It's just articles that you're reading. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not really collaborative. It's pure for consumption. Yeah. And then there's people in there who you can comment on an article and engage with those comments. But outside of that, it's just reading articles. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause I spent like five minutes in there. And so uh, maybe I'll give it some <laughs> more time, but there's so many things trying to attract our attention. So you have to be pretty selective with where, where you go because some of them aren't the best uses of that attention. So no. <laughs> but it is what it is. And then Lemon 8, which is ByteDance's Instagram meets Pinterest app. It's still the number two app on the App Store currently. People are obviously ByteDance is putting a hell of a lot of money yeah. towards creators right now to promote the crap out of this app. I don't know if your TikTok is like this, but currently my TikTok is all about like, oh my gosh, this is why you should download Lemon Dance or Lemon right. 8. Everybody, download Lemonade. It's so great. And then you download Lemonade and all the posts on there is like how to go viral on Lemonade. How to how to grow your followers on Lemonade. And I'm just like, this is not the content that I want. This Mm. is not fun for me. It's not engaging. I don't think it's interesting enough yet. Maybe it'll get there one day, but I think just because they're terrified of being TikTok being banned, they're just pushing this hardcore. Yeah, no, that's probably right on the money. And I still don't have it, so I can't speak to it whatsoever. It's still not in Canada yet. <laughs> still not in Canada. What are they doing over there? 
we get gypped on pretty well everything and occasionally there was like this there was this one instagram feature we got early and everyone was so mad about it like i made a video about it because <laughs> we had it and then uh people were like why do you have it we don't i'm like man this is the first time we've ever had anything first like let us let us have this let us have this one i promise it's fine yeah it, it won't happen again so like it's all good <laughs> so another thing since we're going to be talking about TikTok and everything, I think this is an incredible feature that they're about to release is targeting locations for businesses. So essentially what you can do is go in, create your video, and then you can actually have it geo-target a certain location so you can grab the attention of in, like certain users in that location. So really similar to what Facebook does with their ads, where you can geotarget a location and it hits those, that ad hits all those people in that location. And I think this is just going to be absolutely huge for a bunch of businesses. Is this for, for paid or organic? So this is paid. Okay. This is, they didn't have that already? Nope. Apparently that's, not. That's, that's wild. I think that was like a like a foundational product to have for media buying. So if they didn't have that, this will definitely be huge. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that you can also, as a user, you can actually search nearby and see brands, businesses, users that have created content in a location nearby you. So if they tag a location in their video Mm. and you're nearby that location, that video will pop up on your for you page. That just makes so much sense because people want to find this stuff. Like that's where people go for for reviews, especially about more experience based things like food and, and all that stuff. Like they want to see it firsthand. And it's pretty tough to beat the true like one on one nature that a TikTok can create. So I think that makes complete sense. And if they could figure out some way to make some money from that, like that would be absolutely game changing. I'm sure. Yeah. So I think because I was talking to a client back gosh, back last year, and they were asking me, can I specifically target people in a certain radius Mm. who's on TikTok to see my TikTok? And I was like, no, that's just like not available right now. But that would be really cool if they could do it. And now I'm so excited to be able to tell her like, yes, we can now do that. We can specifically target certain people when they search nearby and they're in that location, they will see your video. And I think this is just going to be, like I said, a game changer. How many times will I say game changer? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know, but it's true. I think if you're going to use this product and target geographically, you're sh- shooting yourself in the foot if you don't use contextual-based creative. So like, understanding that you're speaking to a very specific audience, make sure the creative speaks to that. So it's not just a generic ad that you would pump anywhere. If you're going to target it locally, yep. speak locally. And that will do wonders for actually getting it to convert. Like Gary Vee is a huge advocate of contextual-based advertising because of what it can do in terms of retargeting, but also the initial breakthrough point. Naturally, we're always looking for triggers. Our brains are trained for things that associate to us. So if you can speak their language, people are going to listen way more. 100%. Now, on to Meta and all the crazy stuff that they always tend to do. But I feel like they've been really quiet recently. Like, creepily quiet yeah Yeah. so i'm just like waiting for the other shoe to drop figure out what's gonna be happening over there soon because i feel like it's gonna be big and we're all just gonna be like what the hell were we thinking why did we think 
why were we hoping for more? And now it's all happening. Well, I'm so blown away that Facebook fan pages are a big thing again, or at least everyone keeps saying they're a big thing again. So it's like, that's pretty crazy how they're just like coming and, and going like that. But yeah. Fan pages? Like, yeah, like, like a Facebook. Pedro Pascal fan page? Like, you know how you can create a page on Facebook? Apparently like posting yeah. content there, the reach is now one of the best in terms of short form content. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to know. Like Gary Vee's been screaming about that for the past month or so. Apparently the reach there is, is insane. Cause whereas that was the big decline for why people stopped posting to fan pages was because the reach was like sub 1%. And apparently now it's better than even like TikTok as of right now. Okay. Well, I will be posting more on pages then. But something that they have just announced as of last week when they were doing their quarterly report is that they are going to be introducing AI agents to billions of users on its various platforms. Mm. Obviously, AI is everywhere. It's everything that people keep talking about. And it was kind of surprising to me that they seem so far behind on like launching an AI product when I feel like every single other platform has released something. And so Zuck said, we're exploring chat experience in WhatsApp and Messenger, visual creation tools for posts in Facebook and Instagram and ads, and over time, video and multimodal experiences as well. So he really hasn't announced what it's going to be, but says that it's going to touch every single area of Meta's yeah. apps. Wow. Yeah, I think if you're not innov- innovating in some way or at least incorporating AI into your tool, it's probably going to get left behind. So a company as big as them, they've got to be, they had to have been working on this stuff for a long time, but just to hear that's going to touch every part, like I, I don't even know what that would look like. So I'm now, Same. I'm now very intrigued. Yeah. He said most specifically WhatsApp is going to be the one hardest hit with AI, which I'm curious in my brain, I'm thinking, what if it's another chat bot, kind of yeah. like the Snapchat AI, but people hated the Snapchat AI. They're like very against it and even like started deleting their Snapchats because it's creepy. Yeah. My, my sister who her demo, she's like 19 or 20. They're like all over Snapchat. And she was messaging me being like, how do I get rid of this? And I was like, I don't know. I don't use Snapchat. <laughs> That's so funny that like their core demographic didn't even want it on their phone. <laughs> it's like talking about yeah. bringing a miss, but it's also just because it's new and it's also, it changes the visual experience because it constantly sits at the top. And so I think that's where the frustration oh, okay. was coming from. I'm sure in like a week people will be used to it and, and they'll stop complaining yeah. about it. But right now they're not, they're not too onto it. Yeah, I think a big one, and this is something that I kept seeing on TikTok because that is where I spend all of my time, is that people weren't liking the AI chatbot in Snapchat because even though they had their location settings turned off, the Snapbot still knew where they were at. Really? And it was like gathering data that they had turned off already and they were just like, okay, this is not cool. Like, you shouldn't be having access to this information, yet you do. No, that's strange. That that I don't like very much. No. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I feel like they got a lot of backlash once it was launched, um, how the AI was talking to people, things like that. I feel like they might pivot a bit. They're going to have to because I think there's been too many people kind of not using the app signing off the app, deleting the app because it was a little too creepy for them. Yeah. No, I don't blame them. That would be concerning. I'm not huge in the whole too worried about privacy. I feel like that ship has largely sailed, but that is very creepy. 
And then another thing that Meta announced this week is that it's going to be updating a lot of influencer policies, especially those around affiliate marketing. So if you're a content creator, you're going to want to listen to this. Branded content ads will now be partnership ads. I think that's just a label change because they want to make it more clear and identifiable. But the biggest feature change on this is that brands and businesses can boost any content that a creator tags or mentions them in if they have worked with that creator in the past. Okay, without the creator's permission? Yeah. So basically what can happen if the creator doesn't turn... So you can re, the creator can remove access to certain brands, but it's automatically on there. So you physically have to go in and remove that brand from being able to boost an ad. But yeah, like they can just boost any content that that creator has created and tag them in if that creator has worked with this brand in the past before. See, I really don't like that because a lot of our value as a creator is like whenever I work with brands or creators on either side, I always... There's a big shift for creators, but it's like, what would it cost for this brand to possibly do what you just did for them? And it's usually very, very expensive, which is why creators hold a lot, a lot of value. And so now if that's kind of eliminated, yep. unless you turn that off, that's insane because TikTok has something similar. And I don't know if you remember this last year, but a brand just took my video, used it in their ad. Even when I had, I had it turned off. Like I, I had, so like they fully violated the rule and like if I didn't pursue it, they would have just gotten a ton of free business from it. They pumped a ton of views behind it. So obviously it was working because they wouldn't spend money if it wasn't working. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, I just worry about anything that where creators can get taken advantage of by bigger companies. I don't like that because I think that, that already happens way too much. Because like whenever these big brands, and I actually want to get a video about this, like why brands suck so much at socials because they take a corporate approach to something that's no longer corporate. You know what I mean? So now if they can take advantage of these creators that have that more personal touch and just take it like that's crazy. Yeah. At first I was like, Oh, that's kind of a cool idea because it can boost the creator's posts, get them get money behind a post that they normally probably wouldn't have put money behind. They would be seen by more people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then I had to pause and go, well, wait, is this creator getting any of the funds from that boosted post? Are they, is there going to be any kickback from this program by Instagram to give this creator money that this is now boosting an ad. I think it's gotta be. There'll probably be an affiliate component to it, which definitely makes it less bad because at least you're making some money. But the lack of control for your brand and how long you want to be associated with a brand is a little concerning to me because I've worked with brands in the past that it would no longer make sense for me at all to promote them. So if they could just continuously use that content because I tagged them in it three years ago, like that seems kind of insane. But I guess if you have the ability to turn it off, just remember to turn it off. It's one of those things that I just keep going back and forth on. And like you said, this was the one that I wanted to get your opinion on the most because I knew that you were going to have such a interesting perspective into this world because as a content creator and I feel like a lot of brands and businesses are going to be like, yes, this is going to be good for us. Like we're going to put so much money behind a post. We didn't even need to hire this content creator. Like it's already created for us. It's UGC content. So it's UGC content that we're now going to boost. Yeah. Which I don't like because of the current way, usually these creators are selling the content or like selling the rights to it. And usually if you're a good UGC creator, you'll usually do a hybrid deal where you'd get a percentage of profits from that ad and also an upfront fee for the licensing and things like that. So it mm-hmm. seems like it's taking away some of potential leveraging powers. And it sounds like it's it's 
at the cost of streamlining things, right? So that it could be a net positive for the industry, but I think the ones that are winning really big right now, this probably makes the opportunity to win that big a little less if there's if, if this change comes into play. But it's also still so early. It'll be interesting to see when it gets launched. I definitely will get my hands on it and also ask some creators because the UGC community is is huge. So I'm sure if we go over to Twitter, people will have strong opinions about this. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, it's going to be interesting to see the shift happen. This is a very, very new feature. It honestly just got launched. So it'll be interesting just to see how much people like how much money people make from it how many brands actually sign up to do it if brands even will figure out that they can actually boost these posts because they feel like a lot of brands and businesses don't actually read this stuff and don't know so who's to say how many people actually use it but instagram is presenting it as if it's a great way to create better partnerships it's a great way to meet new brands so who knows? Maybe there will be a way for creators to meet new people and grow their business. But right now, I just don't really see the full benefit of having this being released. Yeah, we'll definitely see. But I do think that so few people still, which blows my mind, are aware of affiliate marketing and, and the opportunity that's there. And with more and more platforms trying to extend the content lifespan of content... Like affiliate marketing is a gold mine. There's so many people making so much money that people aren't even aware of. And if this opens up more creators' eyes to that opportunity, it could be a net positive, but it purely comes down to specifics and how it's all handled. Absolutely. If you guys think that we should do our next podcast on affiliate marketing, say no more. We'll definitely do it. It is an area that, like Ben said, you can make a shit ton of money mm. from. And... It's definitely, it's not an untapped market because affiliate marketing is everywhere, but it is something that a lot of people forget about. Yeah, it's far underutilized, especially in the video content space. And I think the opportunity, the gold rush for this opportunity is, is, is dwindling because a lot of the really big blogs and whatnot are either done by big networks or people who are overseas that can get talent way cheaper and just pump out content after content. Whereas that wasn't really possible within video, especially to English speaking people. But now as AI tools become bigger and better, Eventually, the same problem that existed in the blog world will come. So I think this opportunity that's here right now is probably only going to be here for like two or three more years. So I think if you want to take advantage of this, definitely move quickly and we can make that episode. I could talk about it for hours. Yeah, let's do it. Next episode, affiliate marketing. Let's do it. Well, that is basically all the roundup of news this week. The big pieces of news, like I said earlier, it's been a bit quiet on the social media front. And I am just really nervous and scared about what's going to be happening next because I know the other shoe is going to soon be dropping. We'll see. It keeps you in your toes. It's, it's, it gives us something to talk about every <laughs> week, right? Always, always, always. So for the flick feature this week, I don't know about you, Ben, but I am on Tim Talk, and he has now just been one of my favorite creators to watch and just kind of see how from the first video he created, which was just very interesting how he started it and how he finished it. His call to actions are really, really, really interesting in his hooks to see how it's grown. So basically his name is, oh, I'm going to say his last name so wrong, and I'm already sorry about this, Tim Shusano. That sounds right. And he does daily vlogs and kind of gives a, a roundup of his life. And he does a lot of talk to camera work now. He's trying to work on that marketing aspect, but he's also a marketer. 
And he's a really good study of what to do on TikTok, how to really build your niche and figure out what your hook is, what your CTA is. And just continuing watching him grow has been really, really fascinating to watch. And now he has an entire niche of Tim Talk videos where people create videos that are similar to his. Yeah, that's crazy because I knew this creator who he was, but before we started recording, you said, are you on Tim Talk? And I was like, what is, what are you talking about? But yeah, no, I've seen this stuff all over. For me, he's a lot of like a natural evolution of what Casey Neistat was for YouTube. That kind of content, very visual, but not like overly produced. Like that's, that's probably the thing that I love so much about both him and Casey is that like the beauty of the content is in the creativity, not in like the production as much right so it's like it is yep. it is approachable he's filming these all on his phone so it's like and that's the same with with casey casey was always filming like there's never crazy edits it was just really create creative and so that's yep. what I, I i love and goes to show you that he's almost pushing a million followers as a 45 year old dad who makes vlogs like there is always an angle there's always an opportunity i think he's a great illustration though of how effort is rewarded because if you watch his videos right. you're like this took time and even though it's not like cinematic, you can tell there's thought behind it all. And that really resonates with people. So like, that's the one I think the biggest differentiator between moderately successful creators and ultra successful creators. They understand the compounding effects of that little more effort because it can make such yep. a massive difference in the long tail. And his page, like you said, go to start at one and then go through and you'll see. Yeah. It, and it's just completely evolved and it's wonderful to watch. And you definitely feel like a part of his progress and growth as a watch, like as a viewer. And he does show you behind the scenes things of like how he created a certain video, yeah. like why he's doing this. And he shows you what he's done, like what he does for work and how he does marketing. And so I just, as somebody who is in marketing, who is a marketer, I find his page really inspirational and just to kind of give me different ideas. And yeah, I think it's great. No, I love it too. And his engagement rate is 14%, which is crazy. And that goes to show the value of a relationship because although he's really good at creating videos, the need for a really great hook goes down the more people that have a relationship with you. Right. So it's like, yep. that's another point of the whole compounding effect of building that relationship. It usually takes longer to build, but once you have it, it is, it is leveraged like no other. Absolutely. Well, that is the flick episode this week. Talk social to me. Boom. This is it. <laughs> we did it. If you liked this episode, and I really hope you did, please subscribe to us and leave us a five-star review as that's how more people find us and that's how we grow our podcast. And you know what? That's just what we love. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at flick.social on Instagram and TikTok. We are at flick.social on YouTube now. So go check that out. And on Twitter, we're at flick underscore social. So please go follow us say hi. We're doing some really cool stuff. We're doing some really good YouTube videos because Ben is absolutely killing it over there. Ben, do you have anything else to leave us with? Yeah. The last piece I was just going to say is that if you listen to this show and, and you are a marketer or a creator and you haven't tried out our new tools that we've built into Flick, I would absolutely push you to go try out the content lab and, and just play around with what's possible there. Because I think we've put in so much time and effort into building that. And I think that once creators get their hands on it or marketers, they're going to fall in love with it too. So if you've yet to try it and you listen to the show, there's a free week trial that you can find in the description box of this. And I strongly encourage you to go take advantage of that and uh, play around with it. I think your mind will be blown and you'll be, come back again and again.
Yep, absolutely. Go get your content created in seconds by our content lab. Get some great inspiration for your content. It's definitely a tool that we've worked, like Ben said, really, really hard on. And we hope you enjoy. 100%. So thanks again for listening. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Peace.